0: Hello and welcome to PSA today. PSA stands for Privacy, Surveillance and Anonymity. Today is Wednesday, August 5th. I think this is our 14th episode, something like that. Th- I'm th- here. It
1: might be 15, I don't know.
0: 14, 15, but we're, we're 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 now, you know, past exhibition season. This is the real league of podcasts. These these episodes count now. I'm here with Kalia Young, my co-host. Hi, Kalia.
1: Hi, Seth.
0: Um, Kalia is Identity Woman. I'm Seth Goldstein from Spartacus.com. We're no longer just .net. Um, and we're really pleased to have Haseeb Awan from Ifani, who I've known for a couple months now. And um, we're both uh, startup entrepreneurs in the privacy tech uh, security space. And... Um, I uh, was reading about the Twitter hack a couple of weeks ago, and Haseeb was quoted in the New York Times as being um, really one of the most informed people about what was going on within that community and what happened with the, uh, the SIM swapping. And so we wanted to invite him on to kind of educate us you know, about his journey and, and his startup, um, but also specifically about what happened at Twitter and what the implications are. Haseeb, Welcome.
2: Uh, thank you, Seth, and thanks, Kalia, for having me on the show. I'm honored. Well, it's great um, to
1: have a fellow Canadian on our guest list. Yes. Eh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So, Hase, I, why don't you just start by telling us kind of your story? Um, you know, wh- how, how did you get here? What do you, what have you been working on? And uh-huh. uh, I think that'll lead into the conversation about what happened to Twitter.
2: Yeah, sure. So, uh, as Kalia mentioned, like I'm from Toronto. Uh, I live in California, so I'm half American too. But I was in crypto for almost like eight years now, I believe. I made one of the first Bitcoin ATM, probably like maybe the first one. Um, and the reason for getting into Bitcoin was probably privacy. And uh, I'm, I'm a libertarian, so uh, not like hardcore, but certainly I do agree that government should learn lean. And uh, I don't like the concept of government printing money all the time. So that got me into crypto and the easiest uh, path for crypto was having Bitcoin ATMs because we had, crypto was so alien, alien concept for majority of the world that they could not figure out how to get crypto. So we thought, let's set up a ATM system so you can just walk up to an ATM, put a dollar in and get Bitcoins. And, and, and when was we, that? Sorry? When was that? Uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. So we've made the first Bitcoin ATM and the first customer that I had was actually uh, Anthony Diorio, and there I met Vitalik. Uh, and they say we are working on a project called Ethereum. So I said, okay, that's interesting. Smart contract, frankly, like I could not figure out what it was, but at that time, uh, it was before Ethereum was even launched. Um, and um, yeah, so we launched ATM, but there was a KYC requirement on the machine, so which means that you have to verify a customer. And when you put a telephone number, Uh, frankly, that was the only thing we needed. Uh, and then I figured out like how much information you can just get by having a telephone number. Anyway, I just put it on a back burner and we were fulfilling all the requirements. But after that, what happened was that we were, um, you know, I was getting SIMSAP and was getting pretty common in 2016, 2017. If you guys remember, pretty much every day you would hear a high profile attack. And, um, I thought this is something that happens to only specific people till I got SIMSAPed. And I got, what does it mean that when you say you got SIM swapped, what happened? So SIM swap was, I was just sitting in a room, like I think same time and my phone, I had to make a phone call and my phone didn't go through. I said it may be a signal outage, but after like 10 minutes, I got an email, maybe five minutes after Sorry to let you go. And what happened was someone picked um, my carrier that I want to switch my services. So he called this carrier and he said, you know, I want to switch this service to a specific server. So now he had control of my SIM card. So anyone who would control him, call me will basically go to him. Uh, and my SIM card was totally in his control. So that was very, very interesting. Um, luckily, I was able to get my accounts in within like a couple of hours, but uh, if because I it on time and I knew what exactly to actually do. Um, but other luckily part was my everything was secured, so they could not get to any crypto, but this caused me a lot of uh, pain because sort of your phone that you feel very really private is not private anymore. And then I shared my story and people came to me and they say, it happens to us too. So I said, okay, you know, I put all this decision on my phone and I think two months after I got some up again. And, I said, and, okay.
0: and it so it, and it requires some social engineering on uh, you know to the carrier, right? Someone's got uh, to call in and convince them that they're you.
2: Correct, but also there's also uh, people inside the carriers who actually will take money and do it for you. So you can actually pay anyone in like a two hundred dollars and they will do the SIM for you. Um, because think about someone who work at so for sims up you only need like two or three information, which which you can find. Uh, online too. So I'll give you an example. You need your zip code, which is very easy to find for any person. You need telephone number and you need account number. Account number can serve some time. Now they're changing, but at one point in time, it was just your telephone number or your account code. And the fourth is PIN. So literally, it's becoming difficult and difficult, but frankly, it's like super simple still as of today. And any person who works at a, at a telecom can do it any person, like even if it's like a lower level technician or lower level like a staff who work at a store. So think about, you want to get a job in McDonald's, you fill up a form and you sign and you get a job. Similarly, anyone can sign up to any career, like they can go to AT&T tomorrow and say, I want to uh, work there at a chaos. And they say, okay, welcome to the store. And now he has access to your telephone number, your call records, everything. And he can go online, make an account on Dark and start selling that information. And so that happens. So,
1: so insider threats are a major vector for swapping. Uh, I think
2: 99% of insider threats, frankly, uh, there are no like rocket science on, there are zero-day exploits, but like, frankly, this industry is so uh, mature that it's very hard to do zero-day exploits so you can hack into systems. But insider threat will always exist because think about genuinely, like if Kali, if you have to walk into a store and you say, I lost my SIM card, you know, genuinely, someone should have access to uh, give you a new SIM card. Now, I don't want to go into further detail how easy to get a fake ID in the US, but so what happened is, sometimes it's bribing, sometimes it's just social engineering of tricking someone. And then these companies have offshore call centers, and for someone working in an offshore call center being paid like $500 or $200 for something, it's probably their one month of salary. If they do like five or ten per year, per per month, no one will even know. Because a lot of people do not even know what happened and they don't chase the uh, chase it down.
0: Is it still mostly happening in the in the crypto world? Because
2: actually, no. Any personal the SimSop happens outside crypto world. Uh, so uh, celebrities get uh, SimSop too, because you can get into Instagram. Uh, you can get into call log, sometimes it's just revenge, uh, family issues, you know, if you're a family plan, you can sims up your partner. If you're a corporate plan, you can sims up anyone on the corporate plan, right? So if you're an, on a family plan, you can see anyone call log, you can see where they went and everything. Uh, if you're on corporate plan too, like your employer can technically, uh, I think, ask for all the call logs. and. Um, and also sim swap you so anyone who's on your plan linked to you can sim swap you
0: now are certain um customers of certain networks more vulnerable so is it you know easier to get sim swapped if you're a verizon versus an &t versus no. mobile customer
2: well certainly I'm biased here because our customers are the most successful.
0: we're going to get to that we're going to get to your company yeah. but just sort
2: but, of big picture here big picture is that no actually every company is the same because uh, the issue In with Google attacks, Fi? Uh, so there are two problems with the Google Fi. So I have heard two or three people getting SIM there, but I think it was mostly phishing attempt than anything else. So, but the worst part about Google Fi is that um, the way people do SIM swapping on Google, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's difficult, but the problem is there are other challenges with Google Fi, but, uh, but the issue with Google Fi is that uh, if you have set up like all like like they have a high level security, it's impossible to do it. Like, it's very difficult unless you get fished, you know? Uh, but other than that, like it, you can't call in, but you can trick someone to give you a, a Google account. That's possible. And it will be just a matter of time where we will start seeing the same thread that happened in Twitter, that someone will, insider will be able to. So they have access now. Why if someone hasn't done it? I don't know. Maybe two or three people, but I think they were fished rather than hacked.
0: Okay. So now you saw this problem as a company with Ifani. What did you do to solve it? And what have you done?
2: Frankly, I thought uh, I was so frustrated. I got sims up four times. And the final time I was actually out of the country, I was, I just heard the news from someone. and said, okay, man, I need to solve this. And I did it because I have a telecommunication engineering degree. So I figured out uh, there's a degree that I never used in my life. So I thought, okay, you know, it's time to test. So I took a course at cybersecurity uh, from New York University, and then I have cryptography uh, experiment, uh, experience. So I said, okay, you know, uh, let's combine all of them and see, figure out solutions. So the solution is fairly simple. Uh, I won't say it's like a rocket science. Uh, it's fairly simple is that you just make it almost impossible to port, sim swap it. So I went to, um a carriers and i said okay i want to operate under you so google is not a carrier they actually operate on t-mobile and us cellular so on sprint i believe so you can go to this company and say i want to operate my own cell phone service and what they do they leave you your tower so i said okay i want to do that and i said okay from now onwards, i'll not do any SIM swap on any person and we permanently blocked it that anytime we have to do a sim swap it basically uh, we believe that someone is selling their house and we believe that a hey, some person is just at a very high risk right now, like he has been kidnapped or he's in a loss challenge or something. So we go through the procedure that if the person is held hostage on a gunpoint, so he has to prove that that's not the case. So what we do is we make sure that we contact him through eleven different processes to verify that is actually the person isn't straight of mind, and then we have a cool off period of fifteen days which means that even if everything completes, we still have to wait 15 days for, for it to happen uh, because you don't know what's happening to his life and something. Um, because with the world of deep, fake, and everything, you can pretty much doctor everything. everything. Um, so we do that. So we have, luckily, we have zero, uh, you know, incidents of someone's symptoms. We have attempts, multiple attempts, and that's what was mentioned in New York Times and Wall Street Journal, too, that those hackers do attempt us time to time but uh, there's no reward because it's too difficult to do it, almost impossible to do it, that people don't spend that much effort on hacking our system. Because even if you attack one system and you hack it, you know you have to attack 11 different systems in order for to hack, like think about multi-signature wallet on crypto. So you need to have a key of every wallet and mm-hmm. the moment one or two get compromised, you have other, uh, we get activated. So it's almost impossible. And then we have 15 days block policy on every port.
0: And who are your customers typically?
2: Uh, so, so our customers are generally, um, lawyers. Lawyers are number one, healthcare professionals, investment, investment bankers, uh, people who don't want to be sold because we have two aspects, not just like security, but also privacy. Uh, we don't sell your data. Uh, we don't track your data. Uh, no one will know where you are and everything. Like I was just looking at a right now, which we can put a telephone number and it will tell you your social security number of any person. And companies use it for legitimate reason, obviously for like uh, qualifying for rents and qualifying for insurance. But a lot of people buy these and use it for listed purposes too. So our customers are generally, uh, realtors are also our customers, but lawyers have been like number one uh, focus for us so far. And then crypto oh. obviously.
1: So are you an MVNO then that yes. has different policies than the conventional phone companies?
2: Correct. So we are MVNO and we operate on one of the top, uh, we we operate on the number one network in the U.S. Uh, Sorry, not-
1: I, for our listeners, instead of us just talking telco acronyms, that's a mobile virtual network operator is what an MVNO is.
2: Yeah, so basically MVNO for people uh, it's just basically uh, you have the same privilege as any major carrier but obviously you can't have a, you don't have any frequencies so you have to depend on their hardware but on the back end you can have your own plans you can have your customer service and you can do a, a other thing too
0: okay so now given all so what's the URL again So for people that are
2: interested efani efani.com. com.
0: that's efani.com. and what's the price?
2: Uh, so we have only one price of $99 per month, unlimited call lit and text. Um, and then, uh, it includes taxes and everything. So we have only one price. We don't have any other plans,
0: but I could sign up for this instead of signing up for my Verizon iPhone plan or anything. Correct.
2: So rather than paying them uh, or any other company, you can, you'll pay us.
0: And it's running on a, a legitimate network.
2: Well, I can't tell the network because of reasons, but I can tell you there are four networks on us. One is Sprint, one is T-Mobile, and one is AT&T, and we don't run on either three. So we run on the fourth one. Okay. So that's um, like the closest I can get to. Now, um, is there any
0: other more secure mobile network, I mean, that people could use? Or is this really, would this do it?
2: So frankly, uh, as I said, I'm biased. Like, I should not have done the company if there's any solution. It's a very painful company to run as in it's a difficult like you know when you have to secure because we have an insurance policy too like we have a five million insurance policy um on top of if something goes wrong so running a cyber security and privacy company is a very tough thing number one I'll give you example we have customers that will never talk about us so it's very hard to get testimonials you know you can't say hey i have this uh uh kim kardashian like he's not my about kim kardashian cannot tweet because he wants privacy you know and for security it's the people do not realize till something goes wrong. If something, everything is fine, they will not even think that why we are paying for security, you know, uh, till something goes wrong. It's it's a very difficult company to run. So if there was any solution, frankly, I just shut down my company and I'll switch all over to them. That would be the best day in my life. Uh, That I don't have to run it anymore. And then I enjoy doing it, but frankly, it's a very difficult thing to do. But I hope um, there'll be a big company. The problem with the big companies is that uh majority of the people talk about privacy but they don't want to pay for privacy so because privacy in the digital world is very difficult to quantify so i'll give you an example if you say hey uh, put a shed on your house uh people may pay for it like you know cuz it but if you say hey put a shed on your internet privacy on your browser they may not even pay 5 dollars for that so because inter- digitally people don't think about their footprint a lot i'm sure uh, as particles, you will have the same issue too. Like maybe you see the same thing that people do not understand what's out there, and it's very hard to quantify. So, uh,
0: well, obviously, if someone's had their identity stolen, they're super aware correct. of the value of privacy. In the same way, if they've had, if they've been SIM swapped, they know yeah. that you know ninety nine dollars is a bargain. It's just for them. You know, the vast majority of people that haven't had one of those experiences, how do you? get them to take this seriously it's kind of like you know any form of insurance you have to you know you have to show you have to you do have to you know dial up some fear um to get people to pay attention to hey there there might be an earthquake there could be something catastrophic that happens and therefore you need to be covered otherwise um you'll be bankrupt
2: correct and and uh, you mentioned about like cryptocurrency frankly like uh majority of the customers are not crypto uh, and the reason for, it, if you're a lawyer, someone can just walk into your phone and basically we had one or two incidents when people were able to get into WhatsApp messages and took all the messages, actually did a conversation with a client and then blackmailed the lawyer that if you don't tell me, if you don't give me this much money per month, not one time, I will uh, I will share this documentation on public and what will happen to your career. Like think about a lawyer, private information getting st- st- like you know, published on the internet any case detail on it. So that's a very common thing. Um, and I, and the problem with that is, those people do not come forward because it's insult for them. Like which lawyer will come forward and talk to like a newspaper that, hey, I got data breach? You know, say they want to keep it simple. Similar for accountant. What if your account details are law, law, and published? Or for doctors, doctors are at a very high risk because they're rich, they're not tech savvy, they're busy. So people attack them and take money from them. Um, so, yeah, so privacy is generally a very difficult thing. Security is a di- di- because insurance, like if you're buying for car insurance, you see accidents every day. You walk on the street and you say, oh, Okay, I wanna keep my insurance because this can happen to me. But digitally it's very difficult because people don't talk about it.
0: Except when they do, like the Twitter hack.
2: Correct. So we that was a good day for us. Like we were on Wall Street Journal, Mashable, New York Times. Well,
0: first of all, it was a bad day for a lot of people. Let's yeah. acknowledge that. Let's have some empathy.
2: Uh, so, who was a bad day for? Like, I, I'm just curious on what's your thought. Who was the bad day?
1: Well, uh, all the people who had their accounts.
0: Twitter yet. shareholders. I don't know.
2: Uh, well, I don't know if Twitter stock went down.
0: Okay, so maybe it was a good day for everybody because it educated people about the dangers of SIM swapping. But tell us, kind of, what happened. Let's walk us through.
2: So, there's a big industry underground which where basically you can buy anything on the internet, uh, from guns to like you know drugs to. Pretty much. But there's also an MHO version of that. And, where and books buy... and clothes too. Books and clothes too. But, you know, anything you can buy by Mike. I, I do a lot of shopping online. But you can buy stuff that is like banned in a few countries. Like there are book publications which are not available on legal channels. Like Amazon has notoriously banned a lot of publications. So you can find those. But uh, you can pretty much buy cheaper drugs. Like if you want to have a cheaper insulin, you can buy them for like one-tenth of the cost. Um, but also there's a discord channels where people, gamers just meet up and what they do is, uh, they will sell you interesting information. So if you want to say, I want to see who Seth spoke to last night, I can just pay someone $200 and they will tell me, Hey, Seth has been talking to this person for the last two days, you know, or 90 days of call logs or Kalia, where does Kalia lives? So you can pay someone like $50 and they'll be, this is where Kalia lives. This is who people live in his house, her house, uh, and this is our email address. So this is like, this is available. Uh, you can buy that online. So and then you pay them in crypto, uh, Monero or Bitcoin, depending on what they prefer. But the problem that we see here in this specific case was like, this guy, Kirk, uh, username. You know now the name is known to everyone. I think the name is Clark. He come to a website and say, okay, you know, I have uh, I can give you any username. So That's also a well-known industry. So I'll give you an example. Right now, Twitter has banned all the verifications for all new accounts. So you cannot get verified unless they contact you. But imagine you have a company called Kalia.com and you say, okay, you know, I want to have a verified username and uh, or someone have Kalia username and they are not using the username for like 10 years. So you may go to Twitter and you say, Hey, can you do this? You do and but they will not like take anything. But you find an employee within the company and they will give the username to you. Because the user cause Twitter policy may say, Hey, this person is important, let's verify him. So a person will give you a check mark and will give you that username. Happens on Instagram, even as of today, you can do that. Uh you can buy uh, on username. So you can you can get verified. You see those people who get verified generally. Nowadays, it's like a lot of this is paid. So you pay them. Sometime the payment is not directly. So you run Twitter ads for like ten thousand dollars and they'll contact you, uh, you want to run more ads and you say, no, i' don't wanna, I don't want to run more ads because uh, my account is not verified. That's okay, we'll we'll verify it for you. you know So similar on Facebook that Facebook, obviously the spends goes high, but you see those random companies getting verified. So, you can buy those username from people who work in the company. So, Kirk said he worked for Twitter, which was not the case. But what he had was he had a connection inside Twitter that we'll find out. Uh, and what he did was he was starting giving usernames. So, the first username he gave was six. Just the, Just the number six. Six. Number at six. At six, yeah. at six. And six belongs to a hacker uh, who I think uh, was a. Uh, his story is pretty interesting. Like I don't remember the success story and I don't wanna, but le- he happened, he was a very famous hacker. He acted into one of the systems. He got jailed and he was, he died homeless, but he's kind of have a, that kind of a father figure in ha- hacker community. So if you look 2600, that's like, you know, a lot of that is linked to him. So someone asked for that username. And that was, I think, the first. And then someone asked for dark. It's like uh,
0: getting like the number twenty-three. You know, Michael Jordan's number.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you can start getting. So that number six, someone got number six. Then they got for dark. Uh, So I think that was fine. And I think that was happening with the Twitter employee consent. This is now. This is my interpretation. What happened was he asked a Twitter employee, or either. Uh, he tricked him, or actually he did it himself, but he asked him that, can I have you use username? And I want to see it, how it looks like, like, you know, you're doing business, and so, hey, can you just show me your access, like, you know, or just prove it to me. So the person gave him the access, and he locked him out, and he did everything. Initially, he started with, like, I think, uh, Coinbase, Binance, uh, but after, man, after a while, he just wanted to go further, further, further. And the one person that all of us want off Twitter did not get removed because he has a separate uh, security settings. Uh, obviously I'm talking about our beloved president, but other than that, everyone, uh, he went to the Biden account and I think he got into Obama account and that's what gets triggered everything. Cause within, I think one hour or two hours, FBI was at uh, as Twitter headquarters and that's how they caught him. But I frankly believe that if it was not Biden or obama's account he would still be out this case would be uh not treated as what they're treating it right now because uh this is a very well-known industry and it's very hard to control it was only because political accounts got future future portis or past like you know president accounts got attacked so that's so that's when they got uh too far on my end i got a notification around like i think 12 or 11.30 in the morning, their Twitter will be fun today. And I thought it would be just like Twitter spam bots. But then I, someone sent me a screenshot, my contacts that uh, we got him. And I said, what do you mean? And they sent me a screenshot that I went on, I posted on Twitter. And when I posted on Twitter, it went viral. And that's how I got approached by multiple news outlets and everything. And then we spoke to the hackers, uh, the guys who were involved in the like, not the I heard about one of the guys who was who has been in jail uh, on a call with Wall Street Union and New York Times that day, and they both said that hey, we were not involved. They were really scared, and they should be. But I think where things went wrong when they went ahead and hacked political accounts. Other than that, though, uh, they would have just be free. Nothing would have happened. Maybe they would have got a warning or something.
0: So, wh- what are the implications? Like Now, now, a couple of weeks later, um, you know, some people say, you know, thank God they, they were just OG user accounts and, and asking for Bitcoin and they didn't create, you know, political economic chaos the way that they might have if someone more nefarious was involved.
2: So there are a couple of things, right? So number one thing, I don't think that they will get a sentence of more than one year, 12 months. That's my maximum because they're kids. Uh, that's why they're charged under state laws not on federal laws because state laws of florida uh, allow a person a kid to be charged with federal crime uh, with crime as an adult uh, if it's financial transaction so i think that's what they're charging uh, them under because if they go for if you look at it the so federal did not charge them it's all state who charged them so and that was specifically to uh, force that but i think uh, he's pleading non-guilty and i believe that he will be out in 12 months so that's one implications number one implication is if this is if this happens uh do we see a new attack by teenagers who are uh, uh, who are just using the teenagers because teenagers believe that like teenagers of 20 years ago were different like now teenagers are different like you know they can run a company they can start a business they can do everything So do we need to change laws that anyone who's teenager should not be treated as teenager because they did whatever they were in consent, they knew what they were doing, but the only reason they wanted to do was because uh, they know they can get away. So can there be a wave of criminals who will say, we will do all the things before we turn 19 or 20? So that's one thing. Uh, Other than that, it also opens up that how fragile our social media system is. And I'll give you a simple example Uh, on Twitter, 1500 people had access to change anyone's username, 1500 people. And I think the total employees at Twitter are 5,000, which means that pretty much every third person that you meet at Twitter had access to this. Now, this is one part. The worst part is in telecom 99% of people have access to your account. So now look at comparison, what they can do and uh, now, you also come down to uh, how do you conceive and how, how what do we care about, like, uh, storing our data offshore? Like, you know, can we trust people who have access to your account offshore? Uh, I know people are moving abroad for cheaper labor, but at the same time, does it pose any security risk? Like, is Twitter a security risk, as Seth mentioned? Uh, what if they would have said, okay, you know, uh, Biden, like Biden would say, hey, I'm conceding and I don't want to run for president anymore. Or uh, Donald Trump would have said that uh, that you know, hey, I'm attacking Canada, you know, or hey, we want Iran to be our friend, or uh, North South Korea, and we are uh, now North Korea is our partner or something. Or Tesla, Elon Musk could have said, you know, we are not producing Tesla anymore, you know, we are pivoting to making uh, Burger Kings something. So anything yeah. could have happened. The,
1: the hack could have been significantly worse in terms of making stocks move and creating international incidents it's good that it was just some guys being like give me some bitcoin right
2: <laughs> like- yeah and hey i want a shorter
0: twitter handle
2: yeah yeah no Now i think because they're a kid right they're you know they i would say they're innocent but they don't know anything about it like you know for them it's a game so when you play video games and this is also about like video games when people kill in video games they for them this is this is a moment for them to brag about hey i i did this i did this i did this and I'm sure the guy is not like, you know, he's not like, he doesn't have any resentment of that I did anything wrong. He'll be perfectly fine, man. I did something fun. You know, how can someone put on their resume that, hey, I hacked her, you know?
0: Well, you, and you mentioned Discord. The fact that, you know, this is happening within Discord, which was set up originally just as a kind of a second screen chat device for people playing video games. Yeah.
2: So I think... Uh, there are a couple. There are a lot of things, right? But the worst thing I believe is that uh, should we start caring about security and privacy? Uh, because the problem with the privacy is like a sexy thing to talk about. It's like a very cool thing. Hey, I want privacy. I want privacy. But actually, frankly, uh, no one have privacy anymore. And can anyone access at Facebook? Can look into my direct messages? Like this is this is crazy. Like you know, can you can someone? At uh, WhatsApp, can look into my private messages. Or people may say, okay, you know, I, ha- I don't have anything, but frankly, I don't have anything. But what if the chief of, uh, there's a whistleblower who wants to share some information, FBI, and FBI account got blocked or something? So it basically, uh, there's a lot of implications, frankly, to social media. So I think uh, hard check could, should be installed, but at the same time, um, though, there should be a specific criteria for having something uh like verified account I'll give you a simple example why shouldn't a ve- account should be verified if it have the specific qualification why can't people pay for verification for them to be verified or something any anything-
0: I, i'm you know i'm at seth on twitter because i signed up for it in 2007. i uh, i've never gotten verified it was never really an issue i guess i should probably ask for it but i do get um you know 2fa requests all the time saying to you know, change my Twitter password or asking, you know, suggesting that, you know, and and because clearly um, with, you know, with a four letter username, I've get people all the time trying to take over my account.
2: And you set it a very good username. Like, you know, it's pretty much like, it's like Alex or David, right? Like you can buy and you can sell it at anything. Uh, Similarly, my username is Asif. So my name is Asif. So the thing is there are not a lot of brown people who are rich enough to pay for my username. So I do still get requests. Uh, but um, but a lot of time is that people... Um, I do get maybe like five, six requests per day, per, per week, uh, because my username on Facebook is also a CEEP. So it's the same username. And, uh, uh, but yes, that's a massive industry. Like if someone can hack your account, I'm sure he can sell it for $10,000. So for a kid who's just working on, in a basement and a home, and he want to buy some new kits on online, uh, you know, he may try to do that once a day because for him it's a game. They are bored, they have time, and it's just a it's a, just a video game for them with people playing with, with, with playing with people live.
0: So what is Twitter doing now to adjust?
2: Well, they haven't told me anything, but uh, <laughs> but but apart from that, I think uh, uh, certainly things will change. I think the reception will be. Uh, much lower than uh, they may restrict like shutting down accounts like you know no one can look into the account because the worst part is the worst part is like someone can look into your direct messages like tweeting is one thing but someone invading in privacy and and imagine if ever, think about it, imagine if all the biden or obama uh, direct messages were public like that would think be terrible. About it, right? yeah like regardless, even if Donald Trump, like you know, regardless of political affiliation, right? Like or all the FBI, you know, tips were public. Now this is this was a major security failure. So I think Twitter will do it. They may have a different tier for customers, and where they will have okay, you know, this customer have one thing, this customer have something. So, so I think that should be that should be their doing. But other than that, uh, uh. We don't exactly know how they were social engineered, like they have not like put a clear statement on how they were social engineered or they were manipulated. I personally believe the person was bribed first and then social engineered. So, but I could be absolutely incorrect.
0: Yeah, it's not about the money, it's about the money.
2: Yeah, that's correct. So, um, so I think it will all come down to how to put pro- more protect it because even if you change your password. Like, I'll give you example. You don't have access to your account for like two days or something, like direct messages, right? Or you have to, you can't change email and two FA at the same time, something like that. Or you have to send uh, a paper request or like a cell phone request. So it could be, it could be turned into a more robust system for people who want different. I think at every kid, every company, there should be a mandate, uh, like as we are implementing GDPR and other things that. Every company should offer multiple layer of authentications. Like right now, I have some accounts with a couple of banks, maybe, and they don't offer 2FA. Uh, we are like Authy or Google, and they force you to do like SMS. I think IRS still asks for telephone number two. Like, how can you have this? Like, you know, this is stupidity. So, there should be a mandate that you cannot offer services if you don't follow this protocol of protection.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was part of the Obama administration national strategy for trusted identities in cyberspace and one of the one of the motivating factors for that was to try and figure out how 2FA would become more widespread. A group of industry folks spun themselves off effectively from that initiative and founded the FIDO Alliance, which is a yeah. Uh, group that basically got all the different second factor vendors together and said, we have to play nice so that people can implement second factors really easily and then buy from any of you. So whether it's like a fingerprint reader or, you know, a dongle or, you know, just you know, a a huge variety of potential second factors that those all easily plug in. And now that infrastructure is pretty widespread is a lot of folks can offer FIDO compliance second factor.
2: Yeah.
1: So that's really positive.
2: Um, The problem with that is like, especially in telecom industry, I can talk to you a lot about that. Uh, Like genuinely, if someone lost their SIM card, what are the solutions? You know, and genuinely people are okay with being sold on the internet. You know like if you talk about majority of the population uh if they have to pick up a choice between cheaper phone plan and being sold on the internet they will probably take cheaper phone plan or if they have to pay like ten dollars for like like i i don't know if, uh said i don't know if you i'm your premium customer so uh but i think it's 250 dollars or something or so i don't know like whatever the cost i pay for early and a lot of people will not pay for it they'll say hey i will just pay for my cable netflix Rather than cyber security, because, because um, uh, and and generally a lot of people do not care about security. Like you know, they uh, they talk about it, but then when it comes to implementing even like two factor, I think at one point of time, I don't know if it was Coinbase or some other exchange, ninety five percent of the user did not have any two FA, any form of two FA, and among those five percent, ninety nine percent people had SMS as a two FA, and one person had like app based. 2 FA. So so dent so like uh, hygiene of like every major company is very bad. Really, really bad. Uh, and even individual, like I can talk to you, like I went to multiple companies and I said, What do you do for cell phone? I said we, we allow people to bring their own cell phones. And it's okay, you know. But I was what if they get since up? I said, okay, we don't have a solution for that. Oh, do you want to implement it? Oh, it will cost us $30 extra. So that's fine. We don't want to spend that money. So I don't know, but I think with the Twitter hack, I think uh, this is this is very serious. Especially, uh, imagine if it happened like a, like a two days before election, you know. And Biden saying, "I'm just giving Biden say, you know, uh, please vote for Donald Trump." I'm joining I'm joining Republican tomorrow. Yeah,
1: you know? I mean, some folks that I know were suspicious that it was actually um coming from russia and it was like a dry run for misinformation in the week before the election yeah like
2: this is a common like i was in pakistan and everything that comes, they basically blame it to west a lot of time you know it came from the west and similarly like if something goes wrong in west it's always the east so it's just easy to put a blame on someone else but i i multiple said on the tweets that it was a young it was a teenager who did it and the teenager, and the worst part is, he knows that he will get out of jail because of the age, because our current current laws do not allow you to prosecute. This. But
1: I, I also, you know, there's there's good research that shows that the teenage brain is underdeveloped and prone to impulsive behavior, actually until the age of 25. So, I mean. He should get out of jail and be have a chance to redeem himself and find. You know, maybe he's a great security person. I don't be talking to him here in ten years, right? Like, I don't. You know, so from a scientific perspective, in terms of age and behavior, it's not good that he had this big an impact. But I also believe in redemption.
2: I I think you're absolutely correct, but I personally believe that this is my personal think that um you know I, so this is a political debate like if it's up under 25 should we also say that they should not drive cars to 25 because they can have also they won't rent
1: cars to folks under the age of 25 for they, this very reason
2: they do but it's like a uh you know the in pre, insurance premium is high you know and the second part is should they allowed uh, are they allowed to vote till they are like you know, under 25, can they drink or something? Like, this is a very political statement. Like, this is a very, very subjective. We can talk about this all day. But the question is that, is it this easy to get into anyone's account? That's the most important point. Like, you know, if uh, I know Twitter is a, is a is a private company, sorry, public company, but at the same time, should they have any uh, ordinance to follow, security measures to follow? Uh, and I think this is also debate, like, Regardless of whatever happened, should these companies should have an outsourced call center outside U.S. or not? This is a very important part. Like, I know a lot of companies are moving to outs offshore, and we're talking about such companies, like, you know, they should have a mandate that they should not have it. I don't know about Twitter if they have it, but, like, should these major companies have anyone who can see that they're outside U.S.? Like, imagine you have an employee somewhere outside, and he got kidnapped or something. Can you look into the accounts or not? You know, like if they are they should have a policy like imagine whenever you leave U.S. uh, your accounts are restricted with all those like coronavirus, uh, you know, we will have work from home status. So we will see, you know, how many people have access to that. And if government is like if such thing happens, uh, these companies should be penalized very heavily. But right now there's no penalty like what does twitter happen i don't know if, if like what incentive for them to fix it
1: yeah like, I mean- what has
2: twitter, lost? twitter has not lost anything uh, despite it happened i don't think the stock price went down i think no no CEO got replaced like nothing happened
1: yeah, I mean, so- the- yeah it,
0: it wasn't a data breach that affected hundreds of millions of people right so that you people don't take it personally even though they you know we we all know that um we dodged a bullet we think we may have dodged yeah, a bullet yeah, who yeah. knows what's really going on i mean if i had to kind of break it down it's like well over time is the um is the cost of someone pretending to be me going up or down and i think feels like it keeps going up right that that the cost of someone becoming us or pretending to be us through, um, identity theft, you know, in terms of, um, taking out loans or, you know, filing taxes under our names, or in the case of our online identities on Twitter, regardless of how influential we are or or Facebook or other, you know, channels, Instagram, you know, someone taking over my account, um, whether that's, you know, giving voice to opinions that aren't mine, um, or, um, just owning my handle that the the price of all this is going up. And then the question is, is it getting easier or more difficult to pretend to be me?
2: It is getting more easy because I'll give you a simple example. The price is going up. The
0: price, the the sort of the cost is going up and the ease is going up, which is Uh,
2: dangerous. No, no, I think so. I think uh, you framed it a bit wrong. The cost of pretending to be you is going low. Yes. No. So the cost of
0: pretending to me is going lower, but the cost in terms of the impact. Yeah, is going it's going
2: high. So that,
0: that, the, that, you know, that if someone really is good at, if someone can totally take over my identity, yeah. um, the consequences are much more dire now than they were 10 years ago before I was spending so much of my life online.
2: A hundred percent. And I talk to this to a lot of people, like how many people have associated, if I admit Said, can I have your social security number? You will say, what the hell are you talking about? But if I can have your telephone number, you may give it to me and through social telephone number, I can find everything about you. Right. And so, yes, it's uh, becoming easier and easier without footprint. Uh, and obviously with costs, like call centers, like, you know, with the COVID, you can't go to an office and you can just call in someone, have a baby sign on the back, say, Hey, can you just help me out with this account? Uh, so, it's becoming very dangerous, and not just for this, but for other other things, too. Uh, because a lot of free services, they don't have a better customer support. Like, Gmail do not have incentive to hire a world-class support system. So they will hire the cheapest support resource they can hire anywhere in the world, uh, who will just basically not well prepare for this attack. And they will just follow the, uh, the instructions. So why would a free company... How do people expect free uh, like what I don't think is that how do people spend zero dollars on a product, and they expect like they are not being sold or they security is protected. Like how does it happen? Like you can't. It it doesn't happen outside internet that someone will give you something for free that security and privacy. I don't know any well, product. Like can you mindset are... that mindset? Sorry.
0: No, I think I think you're right. I think people's mindset is changing. Which is, I think, you know, they they understand free now with quotation marks. And they understand that they're giving up something.
2: Yeah, like, tell me a single product that's not internet and give you privacy and security or free. A single product. I don't know. Do you know, Kaya?
1: I mean, this is the perennial debate on the internet, right?
2: Yeah. So...
0: Anyway. so what do you what do you do I mean we got a couple minutes here what what do you do personally what do you recommend for just listeners to maximize their privacy and security so, so in addition thing- to using ifani for yeah, yeah um you know their mobile network are you using um you know Google uh, tokens you know uh, so tokens
2: use, yeah I use like app based authentication like without endorsing the product I think um Auti and uh, you know, Google Authenticator are good. Now, certainly they are free, but at the same time, um, because they're a startup that is owned by other company and they want to upsell you that thing, so that's one thing. And it doesn't cost a lot of money to. Create. So that these are two free products that I use. Okay. Um, but pa- pa- password managers? Yes, I do password manager. I pay for my password managers. So, but you can which go. Which one? On. So I use TrueKey. Okay. Which is by Intel, uh, and it's a paid one. Uh, but frankly, any password manager is fine. Like, you know, people ask me like what, how much compared, I said, man, pick up any five. It's fine. I use YubiKey, uh, mm-hmm. and I pay for it. It's a hardware device that you use. Uh, but frankly, for people who can't afford it, they can just go with like Authy or something. Similarly, people who can't afford our services, like, you know, uh, just don't be on family plan. That's the one the worst thing can happen to you. Frankly, a lot of people hear this and they don't want to, uh, but, you know, that's the biggest and not it's just attack vector for you, so attack vector for other people on your plan, too. Because you may get compromised and you may be able to survive, but other people cannot be able to survive.
0: So, so don't do don't do do not what?
2: Family plans.
0: No family plans.
2: Yeah, or corporate. And 70% of America is on family plans or corporate plans.
0: Just for their phone service.
2: For their phone service, yeah. So that's the biggest attack. Because you can pretend to be anyone in the in, in the group. If they're not catch you, they will basically, and I can literally do a research in five minutes and I can tell you who, who's on the five minute line. Um, so long story, so that's what, other than that, don't install like those crappy, like, you know, I use a Mac. So I was talking to someone and they said, oh, I bought this antivirus, I bought this antivirus, and man, don't install either of them, Mac itself is good. Just have an encrypted system. Uh, Mac provides you encryption. Uh, and then just have a good password, touch ID, and on top of it, um, just put a firewall so you can understand which traffic is going out. Because if nothing goes out, like, you know, they can destroy you, but nothing goes out. So that's like one thing. And do a co- and do like a very, very, uh, you know, uh, uh, regular backups. So I have a hard drive at home, which is a wireless device, so which backs up my computer every six hours. Because uh, I don't trust these online backups. Uh, but then also, a redundant device, so I. So my system is slightly different, but for other uh, average customer uh, just uh, use like a brave, I use brave browser, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow you to track, uh, subscribe to Spartacus. Like, you know, I, I'm a customer, so I'm this is not, a this is not a sponsor. is not a sponsored post, by the way, no. I paid for it. So thank you. Uh, so, and then obviously if you can afford find fine, that's good. But if not, that's not a big issue. And then have a two FA on every possible thing and one thing I recommend is to do not give your actual data birth everywhere. If you sign up for those accounts where they just verify age, and please don't give out your data birth because they sell that information. And one final tip: uh, whenever you sign up for a service, uh, if you use Gmail, you can add plus in front of your name. And you will also uh, yeah, if you add plus in front of your name, you will see how it's I'll give you an example. If you at my email is hasib at gmail.com, I know to sign up for Kaliya newsletter, I can say hasib plus Kalia at gmail.com. So the, I'll still get the email. And if Kalia send my email, selling my email to anyone else, then you will figure out who will ha- what's happening. Or if you sign up for Spartacus, you can have plus. And that will...
0: Uh, so wait, hold on. So you have multiple, lots of different email addresses for each
2: service? No, so you have same email address, but if you add plus uh, after username and before add the sign... Uh,
1: yeah. It's it, like a... It's like a hack to to have a different email address that you give to the service, but it goes into your inbox and you know where it came from. And if that email address, ah. like so plus you basically the just, name just
0: of your, the so, so if I'm Seth Goldstein at Gmail, I just do Seth Goldstein plus um, Ifani at Gmail dot com, and then anything from Ifani will get filtered.
2: So it will come to your email. But you can see it was sent to this email address. And the interesting part is, so if you saw that you got an email from someone else and it contained a funny, then you say, I saw the, I saw the database.
0: Ah, interesting. That's a good hack.
2: Yeah, that's a good hack. So I do this for a lot of newsletters. And then I see, who, okay, who, cause especially with the ICO days, where you are signing up for one company and they will sell you a token. And after a few days, you will get another email from a different person. Well, that's
0: what's happening now i mean i just you know i moved from san francisco to la and so i'm very aware now of not trying not to give out my physical mailing address and using a p.o box and i'm really curious to see um you know who's selling my my mailing address who's selling my p.o box you know who's routing you know new marketing crap to me
2: well uh first of all i didn't know you moved to la so i hope you're enjoying time there but, Thank you. Um, that's a separate discussion. Don't but, I sound more mellow, I'm more laid back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> least, I don't know why people don't move to Sacramento, but anyways. Uh, I think that
0: the, that can be the subject of our next show. Why why sure. why don't we all move to Sacramento? Correct. Even correct. more private and more secure.
2: Correct. So no one knew. Uh, you still don't. Uh, you're like ninety, eighty minutes out of San Francisco. You still you're still kind of mainstream, but you're still in the throw. But anyway, uh, so that's good. So that's, there's no
0: beach. There's no beach in Sacramento.
2: Well, I found one, just a small one, but.
0: Okay, well that's that changes everything now.
2: Okay, so, uh, and, uh, but anyway, so moving back to the point of this, um, and we are like one hour, uh, like 90 minutes from Tahoe, so I think that changes a lot of things too. Um, and it's clean, so, uh, but anyway, so, so have this hack, so if you do this, like these four things, like frankly, you are secure than 90% of 99% of the world. Um, just by these small little hacks, like, you know, uh, don't build family plans, uh, you know, use 2FA and don't install like random apps on your phone. Like of people who want to watch porn or something, they should have a separate device or they should do something else. Uh, or someone who want to do like stuff, stupid stuff, they should do something else, right? Like
0: The, the family porn device will set aside.
2: Maybe that's a good idea, right? Like, you know, have that. But I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one thing. You know, anyone who wants to go there, that should be one thing you should use. But uh, on that note, I think we should wrap things up. Perfect.
1: I think. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: it
1: was very good conversation. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your perspective on what happened with the Twitter hack and also about how your MVNO works and why secure it's your mobile network for
0: everybody. Yes. Yeah. Sign up now at efani dot um, I actually want to move one of my my telephone numbers to you, so I'll will t- follow up with you offline. Perfect. And we're and we're gonna uh, integrate with Spartacus soon. Now that we've launched our credit functionality, we got to get back on the phone. Yeah,
2: I want to do it because I like your product a lot, like Franklin. Again, I'm this is not a sponsored. Sure, like I don't know if Set even knows that I'm a customer, I'm paid for the entire year.
1: It's the new privacy industrial complex starting here, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think I like your product because our customer would love to have your product, I'm happy to pay for it. Good, okay,
0: thank you for your time. Thank you, Kalia, for thank another you. edition of PSA Today. It's Wednesday, August 5th, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you all.
1: Thank Thanks. you, bye. bye.